What's up, motherfuckers? We're back with another episode, Foulmouth Podcast. We're sitting down with Audubon for all the union. Corey and Taiki, thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting about all things Audubon Union. How the fuck are you guys? Great uh, intro. I knew that was going to happen. This is perfect. <laughs> this is exactly how we wanted this yeah, to Yeah, but there go. was a good pause. Sheer awkwardness. Foulmouth Podcast. It's about birds. Wonderful. Uh, well, Corey, you go. Right, um, I am uh, doing fantastic here in sunny Arizona. What sun? Yeah. Oh, what sun? <laughs> and I'm holding it down. I'm based out of the policy office in D.C., native lands of the Nakachunk peoples. There we go. What's what's weather looking like? What's uh, bird life looking like in D.C. and Arizona right now? I'm sure Arizona is a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to get uh, the migrations coming up north, which is uh, pretty awesome. I'm still learning about all this. this is, I'm still within my uh, just over my first year at Audubon and first year post uh, college. So this is still I'm still learning a whole bunch of new stuff. So this has been Oh, and shit. for me at, in DC, um, there was uh, for like, I think like three and a half, four years, there was a dodo in the White House grounds that uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's coming back, but, um, you know, bird news has been pretty, has been better. You know, I think that uh, it's easy to see already that the birds are a little better off with Biden. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think that um, hopefully the idea of bird conservation and protections for birds also link to benefits for people, benefits for how we rebuild our country. And, um, you know, I'm happy to be working with a really robust and diverse team to figure out some of these policy solutions. Shit. That's a good segue. Let's get some uh, background on each of you. I think that's a perfect way to to balance that out. Um, what do you guys do with Audubon? What do you do in your personal and professional lives and other other respects? It's mostly personal. That's what we're concerned with. <laughs> really, the dirty, juicy, juicy dirty per- details. Juicy personal details. You can go first, Core. All right. Thank you, Taiki. Um, like I said, I'm in within my first year at Audubon. I'm at the Phoenix office of Audubon Southwest, um, at working as an education assistant. That's not really assisting anyone because my uh, first manager left. Um, I'm in charge of running the education programs, um, like field trips, in-classroom presentations, and Saturday programming, um, and also started picking up doing video and photography work. Um, when I'm not at the office, I like being outdoors as much as my disability can let me, um, doing photographs and hitting the trails. And then I'm very passionate about making the outdoors more uh, accessible to those with disability. Hell yeah. And for, for me, I'm the government affairs coordinator at the National Audubon Society, uh, where my job is like your traditional lobbyist you know, trying to get bills passed, trying to talk about language, building relationships with uh, members on the Hill. But one special role that I have is organizing bird walks with members of Congress and congressional staff. That that role is something that was kind of developed through my um, background as a bird watcher and my affinity for understanding the legislative process. And, you know, it's a really great relationship building tool in that it, you know, you can have an exchange of emails, an exchange of ideas in an office over a desk, but it means something different when you can go out and point to an experience, share an experience with someone when we're talking about what we can protect with your vote on this committee or with this language on this bill. And, you know, it's not always me leading these bird walks, right? We want constituents. We want folks who vote for these people, folks who know the local birds. Uh, to lead these walks, because what I've found is everybody has a story about birds. And sometimes it's that story about the weird uncle who counted as many birds as he could in some random day in January. Totally possible, (laughs) Mm -hmm. totally fair. But also that story could be about 
the American robin that greets you at your garden every afternoon, or the northern cardinal you see as you get ready to go on your bus stop. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, when I'm working with congressional staff, you know, I used to do monthly bird walks on the hill before, you know, in the before times. Uh, for me, my the before times include before I broke my ankle. I broke my ankle last January, so mm-hmm. I wasn't doing uh, much bird uh, much bird watching. I was mostly at home. And then the coronavirus really stapled that. Everybody, mm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, who didn't need to be, come home. And um, then the insurrection this January, nobody's mm-hmm. on the Hill. Uh, so, you know, that, that role, I, I, I fondly, I talk of it as I fondly miss it. Um, but hopefully it's something that we can come back to because, you know, we, we're, we're doing this for birds and people. And it's nice to actually make that about, um, you know, the reality of the work when I'm talking to these folks on the Hill. And when I'm not doing this fun Audubon stuff, I do have my own podcast. Um, in particular, it is called one word for wildlife, where I discuss the intersection of wildlife conservation and politics. Um, and, um, you know, I'm passionate about, uh, you know, making the future of the birding community one that um, I want to be more proud of, one that is more equitable and more inclusive and by result more diverse. And so I'm a part of a couple different projects. I was one of the co-founders and organizers of Black Birders Week, and that's inspired uh, some other projects that I'm on. I'm the co-chair for the Black and Latinx Birders Scholarship Fund. Also a co-founder of Freedom Birders, which is a racial justice education project. And um, I've learned through all of this, through a lot of this, that birding is a coalition builder. Birding has been my way to not only feel like I'm part of a bigger movement, but also start some of my own. I have so many questions and comments. I know. I don't know where to start. I all, the whole, But to be honest, like the whole time you were talking, mostly I was just seeing you bird with Bernie Sanders, and it was like giving me a special warm fuzzy See, feeling. See, I, I had a moment where it was like, you know, I was trying to be mature, and then I just imagined you with like a Republican senator with a cowboy hat, like, and you're like, oh, look at this wonderful bird, and he just like pulls out a gun and shoots it. So... <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be opposed to a hunting trip. I wouldn't be opposed to a hunting trip. You wouldn't? For Republicans? Uh, I mean, (laughs) you know, it depends (laughs) on who we're talking about here, right? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, and I'm I'm in no position to say who um, I'm willing to work with and not work with, but I definitely know that there are some people in Congress that uh, maybe shouldn't be there. So I have a couple of names. <laughs> I do have um, like a, a, a policy question for you then. Um, last time on the on the show, we almost got to talk about the um, Trillion Trees Act. And I was wondering if you had anything to do with this, knew anything about it. Um, there are, you know, Republican and Democratic uh, co-signees on this on this thing. Um, is this is this a good thing? I think uh, bipartisan legislation that can be part of the this bigger puzzle piece of addressing climate is a good thing. Yeah. And I think uh, regardless of party, folks who are champions on issues of climate are ultimately seeking a better future for our economy, for our people, and for our wildlife. So, you know, considering that there's a lot of ways to do it, we're looking for bipartisan champions. I think Trillion Trees might be some of that opportunity. Hmm. Sounds like you should be running for office. I know. It was no, very man. diplomatic. <laughs> Not at all. You have such a all. smooth voice. And Once we edit out I- that part about hunting Republicans, you have a chance, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you have a chance. That's, th- that's what's going to get me the hot mic? I, I don't know. I don't know. Quote, <laughs> we'll hunt. <laughs> oh, this is for, we'll, we'll get this out of there so when the vetting process starts, they'll yeah. never know you said it. Th- this oh, never wow. happened. <laughs> this entire show. Um, well, we are on here to discuss something that's bigger than any individual effort that I can share. Yeah. Something that keeps me up at night and awake in the morning. Something that I'm really proud to be a part of. Something that is bringing me closer to colleagues from all across the United States. That includes Corey. And, you know, I visited Arizona once to go birding. And that was that was really fun. I mean, you living there, I'm sure you're going to really appreciate all of the seasons sun sunny mm. sun and <laughs> sometimes it 
gets cloudy, I, I hear. Yeah, we had some clouds uh, yesterday. That was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in the shade out in the open. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. You just got to have like a lot of sunscreen. Like a lot of sunscreen. Oh, yeah. I have about five bottles scattered throughout. I always keep one in the car, my bags, everywhere. Mm. Yeah. I have like a autoimmune condition where I'm losing pigment. Mm-hmm. And I just like I just hear Arizona and I just already start burning like all over. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Heather's red now. That's, yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> oh, scary. Yeah. So like like you said, we are we are here to discuss a much bigger, much bigger picture than any single one of us. Um, I I think we should start if there's you know any any doubts any questions for people listening of what the purpose what what the purpose of a union is in this you know it maybe in this sense or in, in a broader broader sense but it you know a lot, i think a lot of people are confused there's i know a lot of folks have been brought up to like sort of loathe a, a union or to or with like bad ideas of what a union really represents what they you know it's there's so much freaking I don't know. I know that I grew up with with family members who would fucking look down their noses at a union in a heartbeat just based on like some shitty historical fact like facts in quotes. Um, so what 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 is the purpose of a union at this point? Um, I think uh, for us here at Audubon, we're just trying to make a more uh, just and equitable workplace for uh, people that care about birds and care about the environment. Um, if we don't feel protected at work, I mean, it's really hard for us to protect um, the birds in the environment. Um, so I think that's one of the big reasons why we want to get this union up and off the ground. Right. And I want to add that uh, specifically taking this form of organizing as a union is meant to give us power to collect- collectively negotiate things like healthcare benefits. Uh, you know, pay schedules, uh, you know, policies that ensure the workplace, as Corey said, is equitable and that we uh, have ensured job security. And I also want to say that there are some very fair criticisms uh, that come from the history of the labor movement in this country, that it has been something that uh, disproportionately benefits white males and something that has been used as a tool to uh, explicitly exclude everybody else. And I think that a union is an answer at Audubon, not in despite of those things, but knowing that we are making a union of my fellow colleagues that I have you know, built a lot of trust and built power with to make this organization Uh, achieve its, you know, get closer to achieving this reality of becoming an anti-racist institution. And when, you know, you look at the history of the labor movement, I don't know if that was a lot of their aims. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, achieving... You don't say. (laughs) And, and, you know, I know to accomplish that is going to take a lot. And uh, employees coming to uh, the bargaining table to, to, to... collectively to actually share power in this organization with management because that's what it's really about too that you know we are we are saying that hey we are part of what makes this organization achieve its mission and um, we want to believe in the values and we want to act on those values and well-worded emails uh, only go so far yeah we want to see things in a contract that actually uh, secure these benefits and that uh, actually uh, measures the progress that we need to become a truly anti-racist institution. Yeah, I mean, going over the mission statement um, that you guys sent and everything, it just seems like it's just holding them accountable for what they're claiming they they care about and what they, they hold dear. So Taiki, can you talk a little bit about um, the, so you're, you're, you're not making a new union from scratch, right? You're joining a union. <laughs> Um, can you talk about, can you talk a, a little bit about that? Um, I think you, you, it's the communications union. Is that right? CWA. Uh, okay. Yeah. Communication workers of America. So okay. they're, they're a nonprofit that helps 
organize uh, unioning, union labor contracts. And, um, you know, we deciding to partner with them in our organizing effort just means that they just help facilitate some of these uh, legal issues that we may face in um, Audubon's reaction. Hmm. I mean, it's almost getting to the point of retaliation hmm. uh, that comes from the expression of employees who want to stand up and say, hey, we want to sit at the table. We're tired of asking for crumbs. We're tired of acting like we're grateful for that. We're not. And, and you know, we're not fools either to uh, the idea that they can say one thing online in an article <laughs> but the effect <laughs> on employees being very different you know and that that institutional gaslighting is, is part of what we want to um you know shift the balance of power on that mm. you know you can't gaslight us if, if we have power too and um communication workers of america uh, is working with us to make sure we know what our legal rights are making sure that we our understanding of the process. For me, this is my first full-time job. This is my first, you know, foray into labor organizing. And um, I definitely need the the experience of, of organizers and lawyers who can make sure we're doing the right things. But this union is led and, and is run by us employees. And we're coming from all across the country from, you know, education and policy, communications and conservation. Um, we got a lot of folks together working on this and, you know, I'm proud that this is a union that is reflective of the folks that I'm working with. So Taiki, uh, when does the mafia get involved? Is that, is that <laughs> the, the bird next mafia? Fade? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you see three crows, that that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's bird police, there have to be bird mafia, right? It stands to reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, It stands to reason. I suppose that there is also an underground bird criminal justice system that <laughs> like has, little cement you know, little cement <laughs> cement thing. shoes yeah cement shoes right yeah. right tiny I, I, tiny I could see shoes. it all i could see it all happen it uh, could be a, you know a new netflix show a lot of like <laughs> little fedoras oh, <laughs> mm. oh, of course no f- <laughs> so Corey, what um What's this looking like coming from from your side of things? Uh, you're representing, you know, folks on the education side and 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 all of that. What what are you guys looking looking to pull out of all of this? Uh, I mean, there has to be, I imagine, obviously, equity is the the major the major player here, right? Trying to get uh, an equal seat at the table, like you're saying. But is there like a benefits to each? division of Audubon at different levels that like can you can I'm, I don't even know I'm like coming into this totally fucking dumb so <laughs> excuse dumb questions if that's what mm. these are <laughs> no no worries um like I said I've only been with Audubon just over a year um beginning of, the beginning of this month was my first year here at Audubon and um from what I've seen um especially with like the state offices there's just not um with education there just doesn't seem to be a lot of support um, with resources or monies and things like that. Um, we actually had uh, DY um, come to a staff meeting. We um, asked them point blank, you know, what is National going to do to help education moving forward? And just like emails and other um, all staff meeting stuff is very just canned answers, not really, you know, giving mm-hmm. us direct um, information. Um, and another thing with Taiki talked about earlier is just another great thing about this union is meeting employee, um, other Audubon employees across the network. Um, Audubon is a very siloed organization. Um, there is not a lot of communication with people that aren't sitting next to you at a desk for the most part. Um, and if it wasn't for this, I probably would never have talked to Taiki, but now we see each other every week. Um, in our meetings, so it's been a, that's been a one great thing about this organization union effort, and one of the great things about unions we're able to come together um, and make change. It's an interesting point to talk about the state organizations, and you know if there's not going to be any help coming in from national to the state level at or at at 
the like for education and stuff like that what the what the fuck is the point of giving money to audubon like as a as a non you know as i, I i'm just a burger and i donate well up until like two months ago i was donating monthly to audubon and i i pulled that shit after the political article because i'm not going to support a guy like fucking david yarnold right now you know like how, what does that say about him if he, if like at the state level you guys aren't getting any support i mean i'm sorry that's just me being angry a little bit about it like no, it's no just so, it's it's super frustrating to hear that come from you guys because it's like you know that's how we as burgers on the outside i think like look at audubon as like this major conservation organization and and there's so much fucking virtue signaling coming from the fucking like social media presence yeah. and from all of this canned responses and shit. Uh, yeah, that's not even a question. It's just me <laughs> fucking being, like going off. But like, it's just seriously. I, I mean, how do you sit through a, a meeting like that? I just I don't understand how you could even do that. Um, you know, just it. put on a uh, straight face and you know make notes about stuff that was said and things like that, and then. Uh, Go to the group and bitch about it together. Um, yeah, I mean, have you worked group. at a corporation? I mean, <laughs> that's not, no. that's basically just yeah, seven out of eight hours at a major corporation. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Well, um, I will go back to the donation. Oh, sorry, Taiki, go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. No, you got it. Um, for the donation thing, um, right now we would still like to have people continue donating because, although, like, like I said, I'm talking through education stuff for policy and conservation efforts. You know. Um, Audubon still does great work. Um, we we're just trying to make that work better. But right now we just uh, we don't want to lose that money because um, you want that work to continue on. So that's yeah, something like, can't, where you can't want to we, stay for now. Can't we just send you and like Taiki an envelope of of the dirty cash or something? You know, and then you can <laughs> you can do something responsible with it. Um, or if, you still want us to go want through to official channels? You do the channel. national. You could find your local Audubon chapter. The, oh the no, no, we're we're on the outs with them. Lo- <laughs> 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 the monies <laughs> that get to your local Audubon chapter stay there. Um, so mm. those will be always much appreciated. Yeah, you know, and I would hope that more people hearing about what we're doing choose to donate to Audubon, knowing that it can become a better organization because employees are now sharing the power of leading it mm. and. You know, yeah. donating to your local chapter is definitely a plug I'll make because <laughs> I'm on the board for my local chapter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's easy. I, I would de- I'm biased in, in definitely agreeing with that. But I don't think the bird should be punished because mm-hmm. our management and our leadership right now is not on the right um, perch with us. If oh, you will. oh well nice. placed. <laughs> well, I you're know, on that, the right that's show. A, mm. That's a good but that's a good point. And I think like uh with the union coming into play, I'm absolutely willing to go back as like a donor. I don't know if other people have done what I've done and backed off seeing how how Yarnold started to play the like play his cards pretty fucking blatantly out there. I uh, but I, I definitely uh, I'll, I'll I'll throw my money back in the ring for sure. Just make a note, you know. Can't you make a note in the do- in the donation area? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if this if is for union put, organization, <laughs> right? If people were to put Audubon for all in their donations, yeah, I don't that's know good. That I don't think that would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all actually, right. that's we, done. Oh yeah, that's that's what we'll do. We got yeah, a question 100%. from a listener on Twitter, uh, Lisa Shibley, and she said, "What is the best way that us regular folks can make sure Audubon leadership knows we think this is important?" Corey, you want to hit that one out of the park? <laughs> yeah, um, so probably one of the e- uh, easiest ways is to tweet directly, like at David Yarnold. He has a personal tweet, uh, Twitter account. I oh, I do. Um, and just <laughs> Sean does barrage and berate him, um, letting him know that you know he and the rest of the executive team should remain neutral in mm. this organization um, effort. Um, they they say they are and then they will, but they've had actions that say to the otherwise. Um, hmm. They've hired uh, you. I think you talked about it on the uh, episode twenty five. Uh, they hired um, union busting law firm Littler and Mendelson, and that's not that action alone. If nothing else happened, is not remaining neutral. Mm-hmm. 
Look at you listening to the episode the day it came out. Yeah, I don't even listen to our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's torture. I, um, yeah, I tweet at David Yarnold pretty regularly. Yeah. He's, and, I'm you sh- know, and I would also I'm say shocked. follow us on, uh, Aud- on Twitter and Instagram, yep. Audubon for All. Uh, yep. Because like Corey said, you know, we're looking at the fact that hiring such a famous union-busting law firm isn't an act of neutrality. Mm -hmm. But if David Yarnold was looking for inspiration, look no further than the Sunrise Movement, Greenpeace, Sierra Club, 350.org, environmental organizations, Sierra Club's much bigger, Mm -hmm. environmental organizations that whose leadership voluntarily recognized their employees' unionizing efforts so that the next thing that they could focus on is how to build this organization to be more equitable and, and have it so that the working conditions can truly serve all employees. So can I ask, and Corey or, or Taiki, either of you can answer this, what the fuck does Audubon stand to gain on, on the managerial level, on Yarnold's side of fucking things? What the hell do they stand to gain but to oppose the, 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 their employees unionizing? Like, what, what, do they, what are they afraid of losing in this fucking effort? Like, control or yeah. like the ability to subjugate their fucking employees at will like i don't understand what they stand to gain by by denying like this action well i mean i think such a open-ended question just just begs for comment and, and <laughs> i i would just i would be remiss if i hadn't mentioned or if i don't mention that um you know this is something that Audubon and Amazon should not have in common. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And McDonald's. Like And McDonald's. <laughs> and Dunkin' Donuts. Those, those things. <laughs> uh, Dunkin' Donuts. We should not all have this in common. Also, Audubon rhymes way too closely with Amazon. Mm. And if somebody drops a mixtape, it could be <laughs> tomorrow. It, it, it you know, those two words rhyme so well. The opportunity is there to really uh, make the message known that the people and the birds would be better off if uh, these efforts for management were just neutral. If they just allowed, and, or it, not only neutral, but also recognized us. Yeah, I mean, I just like this whole, this whole time, like since the Politico article dropped, and I think that, I don't think that anybody in the bird world should be fucking shocked that that, that article came out with the content it did that there was any you know nobody should be shocked at this point that there that there might be racism like inherent in the fucking structure of Audubon society like but but like when that shit when that shit dropped it was just like what the fuck what the fuck is going on in this organization and i, I like i'm i'm i've been seething with anger over this shit for so long and i'm i've said it a thousand times like what what why what is stopping people from pushing for this for this guy to just fucking step down and let other people allow it to happen instead like why is he still there I know you guys probably shouldn't answer that, and mm. and that's fine. But I'm I, I I will say it again. I'll say it on this show. I don't know if I've said it on our show before, but just fucking go away at this point. Like you, he's, I think you've said it a few good. times. <laughs> so over. Well, it. you know, another I, time isn't gonna hurt. <laughs> I'm just so. <laughs> it's so over it. So over this shit. I mean, that's it's fucking that's, birds, man. That's yeah. I mean, but that's the structure of things, and. You know, like they don't they don't want to lose control. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to they don't want change. Right. Like it's been working great for the upper tier of management. And why rock the boat? You know, that that's that's what it comes to. But uh, I just I have my my anger comes from this lip service of um, their articles and they're you know seemingly trying to make a more inclusive environment but then it, with the actual employees and in the background not that's where my anger really comes from about this whole situation well I guess just getting back to Sean's point a little <laughs> bit about you know like <laughs> I people being yeah well <laughs> I, you hinted at one while swearing a lot which is sort of the same thing uh and it was like we've had so many guests on the show talk about different forms of gatekeeping 
and you know what's interesting is is that i think on on just a primary level there's a resistance to change mm-hmm. and this is just something that you know if if you are in a position to protect something that's working for you you're going to do this and you're going to resist change because nothing is good right nothing is what's keeping you at, at you know i don't want to say at the top of the national audubon but maybe that too um i don't know like you know what it seems like the the people that we talk to though you know who we who we've had on the show are are all sort of really or would be at least in support of this yes this organizing effort and there does seem to be a real disconnect and this is not surprising i i worked at a major a, <clears throat> a major corporation whose name shall not be named uh for 10 years in a union position and it doesn't surprise me that the people who get it and who support the stuff are typically the the people who with with boots on the ground but you know i also like we know people in management positions who shall remain nameless who support this mm-hmm. and you know i've personally seen at a major corporation you know when changes are made and you don't have union protection the the changes that come can be ugly right and capricious and the point that i'll make um heather's heard me talk about this a lot just around the house but it's like you know the changes that are made disproportionately affect women and people of color this is just it's it's anecdotal right um um, this is just my lived experience but i've seen this happen i have seen entire i've seen entire levels of management become less female and whiter yeah and it ha- it can happen fast, folks. It's called a reorganization. Yeah. And all you have to use is words like flattening the org chart. It's it's a great thing. Yeah, it's going to save you money. You're going to get rid of all these unnecessary, you know, tears, and it's it's less wasteful, and all this stuff sounds good. But then it comes down to who you're going to put on the chopping block. Yeah. And right? even at the most like liberal of corporations corporations that we won't name uh yeah it was yeah. it was women and and people of color in a in a stem environment even mm. so yeah like you know and and those members those those people didn't have union production right no no, no. yeah no. because there's it, there's a situation at the what we're specifically talking about where some people are union and some people are not so it's the people that were not were the ones that were unprotected yeah i mean i worked for i came from a a previous job was at an outdoor recreational outdoor company bike company and we were not union protected i mean there's no there's no union there and I, i you know i had a friend at work who was trans and she got pushed out of the fucking job as soon as she as soon as she came out as soon as she unveiled herself as like her true self within months gone no protection yeah. they fucking gaslighted the fuck out of her and then got rid of her after 15 20 years with the organization uh, I've seen, you know, I watched them not hire folks with disabilities just so they didn't have to fucking change the layout of the building and shit and it's because they have you know they can really fucking do whatever they want. There, there's protections in place just based on hiring and stuff like that. If they use the right fucking words, oh god, and it's yeah. You just sorry. You just reminded me of when bullshit when I had um when I was uh dealing with chronic pain and uh, the upper management were like complaining because I would be like walking around the office because like I couldn't sit all day. Like sitting was hurting me and I tried to use a ball chair which nobody cared about but the the higher up was like oh no she's gonna need a note from her doctor for that and then I got I was like 
no, I don't. <laughs> what do you mean? And it was it just turned into this whole ugly thing. And that was like right around the time I just like I can't do this. I just left because there was no no one to um no one to stand up for me. It's funny because the more we talk about just our individual experiences like this, the more I'm like, oh, fucking unions. That makes total mm. sense. You know, like, oh, yeah. Like, like if everybody just had these conversations with each other once in a while, all there would be no question about this. Yeah. I don't know you saw fucking... the um, dangers of not having a union last year. Um, Audubon went through two rounds of layoffs. Right. Yeah. They fired mm. almost 100 people. Um, and one of those days was Earth Days. It's out of the yeah. wind. And then they <laughs> wouldn't listen to us. Um, employees um, said they would take pay cuts themselves to make sure that these people could have a job, and that was just dismissed without any conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. That was what made me the mo- like the most angry in reading about um, Audubon for All was that first of all, Earth Day at Audubon. Hmm. That's the optics of that is just. <laughs> But also that you guys were saying, hey, you know, we're willing to do this. We're willing to work. And they just didn't listen. That is like maybe if they did listen, that wouldn't come to this point because you wouldn't feel like you needed this. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's just it's just wild, too, because, you know, again, I've, I've lived through this exact thing um, in 2000 eight and nine a vote was taken by the union that i was in uh to um essentially take pay pay freezes indefinitely so that we could avoid having to uh lay people off and it was negotiated with uh management and it went through and people people didn't lose their jobs at one of the worst you know in the middle of a, of the one of the worst financial crises in most people like living people's memory and it didn't end up costing the corporation anything in the end and they came out of it arguably stronger because hiring and firing costs money a lot of money and so it it just really doesn't this is one of those things that just doesn't make sense to me either you know when when it comes down to this you know even even pay freezes, hiring freezes, things like this, you know, yeah, you know, jury's out on this, folks. Like it just it sounds good. It sounds like you're you know, you're you're lowering you know the 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 bottom line, but it it just it doesn't work out that way if your end goal is growth, right, or or at least sustaining into the future. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I I want to add that the the work of a union campaign does not have to be an adversarial one. Mm-hmm. I think, like Heather hit on earlier, is that folks are uncomfortable when they realize uh, they have to share power, mm. um, and folks get you know uh, very very personal, or they take very personally you know our collective attempt to show that you know the power and the success of this organization is in the hands of the workers and we want to work with you. We want to work in partnership to make working conditions, everything that they can and should be at the national Audubon society that, you know, I will always remember, you know, whether I get fired randomly after this podcast or <laughs> for any other reason after specifically, any other reason, I will always remember earth day. How do you let like, you know, there are folks that are getting ready for their Earth Day programming that's going virtual because, you know, coronavirus for the month of March or for a couple of weeks in March may have shut everything down. But imagine so many different environmental centers that want to do their thing for Earth Day, Um, whether folks were told the night before or the morning of those events, you know, it just it 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 gets people out of the environmental movement. It gets people away from, you know, thinking about how their individual role can play an important one in this greater environmental movement. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a really bad message and it shows uh, you know, a lack of foresight, lack of cooperation. And we hope that coming to the table and, and coming together as employees, showing our commitment towards the mission, you know, showing our commitment towards living our actual values 
you know, inspires management and inspires leadership to join us and to follow the steps of the Sierra Club in voluntarily recognizing us, voluntarily recognizing us. Yeah, you know, I love um, being in the classroom in front of kids and showing them, you know, natural history artifacts and talking about the environment and the ways that they can be involved. And I want to continue doing that. And I want to continue doing that at Audubon. Um, I've, you know, I'm really proud to say that I'm an Audubon employee. And that's why we're organizing. We just want to make Audubon a better place and have it live up to its progressive ideals that it shows. And you're really not going to find a much smarter group of employees all together. I mean, it, it, I just feel like they don't, it just seems silly to ignore so many intelligent, hardworking, dedicated people. I, I haven't talked to anyone at Audubon who isn't just proud and and dedicated to the cause. I mean, it's a passionate group of people that you're pissing off. So <laughs> yeah, it goes <laughs> so deep. Every every single person we've ever spoken to, every person that I've come across, that's a mem- that's an employee of National, whether it's at a you know regional branch or or at National or whatever, their passion goes so much deeper than their own like love for birds, but it's getting everybody around them involved, and you know whether it's just showing somebody like a bunch of cardinals in their yard like and explaining to them like what it means to protect like their the resources that those birds thrive off of or whatever like the the, the passion is there there's no there's no breaking in that passion you know there's it never it doesn't go away like why do you want to smash that in the people that work for you why would why do you want to hold that back why do you want to bring people in that don't exhibit that passion that drive that that like will to to carry on with an organization, you know, at any cost, like willing to take a pay cut so that the people they work with can do that. Like, what is the what is the function of not allowing that to happen in the most beneficial way? I would I would also add just it's it's tone deaf to the zeitgeist that's that's happening right now with the movement of, you know, Black Lives Matter and um and then also I was looking at Twitter, that's Trans Awareness Day. Like we're having these conversations that we weren't having before that are really important about inclusivity. And um, a big point of this um, union effort is is to um, make it more inclusive. Um, so it's sort of like to ignore that and to not want to work with that seems a bit I think the power of Audubon comes from the huge diversity of its employees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's reflected in our organization efforts. We have people of all ages, um, gender identity, sexual identity, um, abilities, race, um, religion. Because we have people from all walks of life that are just trying to make Audubon better because we love this organization and we want to see it move into keep moving into the future and protecting you know the place the places that we live and the birds that live there and and like Corey said you know this we are shaped by our members and we are very privileged to have uh, trans people play a critical role in bringing our union to life and I know that uh, each and every one of us is proud to fight for people uh, for all, of all genders, you know, especially when we're doing it for birds, but especially now when the trans community is under attack and needs us most. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I part of what part of my call out of like this whole virtual signaling thing is that an actual Instagram post today to by National Audubon, to, you know, in in celebration of of trans uh, visibility. What is the actual title of it? Because I don't want to fucking botch it. But the day, trans, this day, trans day of visibility, trans day of visibility. My anger doesn't allow me to say things clearly. Um, they, they posted about that today. And like of all fucking things to post, I was, it made me so mad with anti-union efforts hitting so hard. Just mm-hmm. how fucking like 
it, it's just like it, how hypocritical could you possibly be visibly like with it, it's all out there in the open and they're like still just fucking lying through their goddamn teeth like if that shit if that message is coming from the top then it's fucking bullshit yeah i was gonna say that could just be like a really lovely and well-meaning person like on the social media team and i who's hope doing so. something meaningful right and i think it is absolutely in line with the values of the employees of audubon and those who support it i i absolutely, absolutely do is. believe that i just think that um there are some bad apples uh <laughs> well you know yeah. a metaphor about the bad apples <laughs> turns out without being an arborist i think that means you got to throw out the whole tree yeah right yeah, yeah. and and i i definitely want to say yeah we're very appreciative of the workers at audubon that are still keeping the lights on yeah. still yeah. keeping you know things going and you know Corey and i share this responsibility of building this union and making this campaign effective and bringing it to uh, more employees in the organization but we also have our jobs mm. <laughs> you know we're also in between you know phone calls and then zoom meetings and then mm -hmm. emails and text messages so um we're we're really happy that you know this can be and still be uh, an organization that a lot of folks see as successful but i think that that can be actualized when employees have a voice in the conditions in the workplace yeah that's where that's a much nicer way of putting what i'm so i, I was getting at like it just feels it just doesn't feel right sean wrote shit coming sean out. wrote on that post but still don't stand with their right to unionize vomit <laughs> emoji <laughs> yeah. yeah yep yep and keep, actually i will say that the the I don't want to keep harping on stuff, but the what one thing that came out of that is a is a wonderful uh, a wonderful person came to me privately and was like, hey, what did you mean by that comment? And I explained about union efforts and all of that. I gave them links to your to all of the websites. I gave them links to the political article, all of that. They read through it and instantly was like, I support this fucking action and thank you for telling me about that. I am trans myself and this is a really important. To me and so that was like this mo moment like my mm. stupid fucking irreverent comment like literally like a, one more person that's like loves just loves birds is is like un doesn't know like the history of what's going on and all of that and now is is a little bit wiser and is now supporting the efforts of what you guys are doing and i think that that right there in l light of coming onto this into this like uh episode today it was just like fuck yes like this is like this is exactly how things should be moving forward and this is how people should be finding out about this so you know so I, maybe I, so maybe some action items for the regular f folk who are not um audubon employees is like yeah. one uh in you know tweet at them tweet at um yarnell and um, you know, use your vomit emoji and try to spread <laughs> and spread the word about um, Audubon for all. And also maybe just tweet facts or post Instagram stories, just, you know, shouting out Audubon for all and trying to educate others about what's happening. Um, and, um, and to maybe if you do keep up your donations or if you want to add a special donation and just add Audubon for all in your note mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just make it aware that you support this effort. Yeah. I'm, I'm not one for prognostication, uh, folks, there... but I, I, I really feel that I think you're, you're going to do it. It's going to work. Um, Audubon will be stronger for this effort. And I feel like I see a brighter future, um, when you know some of these really necessary and potentially you know painful changes happen painful for some <laughs> um and uh yeah i you know i don't know i, I wish you like all, all the luck in the world and mm -hmm. we'll do everything that we can to to you know support you and we have at least seven listeners three of which are international and i know that they're on board with you as well yeah we appreciate it. really that. appreciate it. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> Very appreciative of that. And, and, you know, honestly, that's something that I'm looking forward to as well, that, like, 
you know, when, when the dust settles on this, that we're thanking, you know, the management that we've worked with to build a contract, to build a union effort and um, all the work that it taken from all the folks that, you know, we need a time with and uh, good guidance. You know, there will be a lot that we can be grateful for mm. when we get the results of this union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with Scott. I have a hard time believing that this isn't going to go through, but. Ever the pessimist I am, I, yeah. I'm feeling optimistic about the work being done, and and it's I think it's gonna go through. And honestly, from you know, as a person, I've been giving for so long, and I'm gonna go back to giving again. I just thank you for for stepping up. I have so many you know friends that work there and people that I care about, and that are that have you know are seeing the the downside of everything. I'm just so happy to to see that this is happening, and that, mm-hmm. that there are folks that 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 are putting in the work to make it a to make allow Audubon to continue to flourish and do the, do the work that it's been doing for so long. So yeah. And thank you to and, Audubon for all. Well, yeah. Especially thanks uh, to everyone who's, you know, taking part of the union effort because this is just something that's become your personal life, right? Like this is, this is just, <laughs> this is just a thing that you do now, which is a ton of work, a ton of work mm-hmm. instead of, you know, Binge watching Stranger Things or downloading <laughs> all twenty-seven seasons of Law and Order. Um, so thank you, thank you for that effort, and you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has really been enlightening. Thanks for putting up with our shenanigans. Thank you for um, tolerating Sean's extreme rage. And anger. <laughs> I know you guys stayed so positive, and yeah, you were so really very nice. restrained, even though Sean tried to suck you into his mm, angry vortex of vortex. hate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, like. Who am I to disagree with such a well-informed opinion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Oh man, is there anything well, you guys want to add before we uh, before we say good good night and thank you? Any any places people should go? Any uh, any links they should hit? Any things they should sign? Hmm. I I don't have anything yet. Corey, what do you what do you have? Um, just to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Audubon for All and to uh, tweet at David Yard telling him that you support unionization. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that if they follow, there's going to be some things coming up that they will be signing and sharing. Like that, that's oh, coming. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah news and I guess, stuff will yeah, come my camera's off. Mm-hmm. I was like, you couldn't see like my, my suspicious, like, yes, follow. You mm-hmm. may see some things. Very soon, yeah. Because ever everyone's support means so much. And again, like I said, we're going to be so grateful for the results of this uh, contract. We just gotta uh, encourage the right folks to mm-hmm. make the right decisions. Awesome. awesome! Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm.